Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. It's that time of the week. It's the Happy Half Hour podcast with your friends Will, Darren, Kristen, and producer Matt. And um, I gotta say, already the MVP of this podcast episode, I think you would agree, Darren and Matt, is one Will Bryan. Because on a week that would probably not be considered the happiest of half hours, considering some things that are going on uh, in the Panthers building, Will Bryan is in a fully festive mood and decided to extend that to all of us by bringing in Christmas drinks, Christmas very, Christmas coffees. Very warm and sugary. They are very yeah. warm and sugary. And I, I think tell he you poured what, mine full of schnapps, too. I don't know. <laughs> that would make it more of a happy half hour for you. Yeah. yeah right? We just can't wait for like minute 15. <laughs> Go ahead and hey, fast forward. Everybody. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just for anyone who's wondering, it's 920 in the morning, so I cannot wait. Well, Will, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it just, what did you get us? Uh, this is the toasted white chocolate mocha, I think. Mm-hmm. Tastes, tastes very toasted and chocolatey. Yeah, it does. But you said uh, last night we were, we were kind of game planning on time and, and what we were going to talk about. And you said something to the effect of, I'm in a full Christmas mood with all the Christmas smells. I'm in a, I was in a Christmas store buying Christmas things <sighs> to decorate the Christmas house. For, I gotcha. For a, a month that hasn't even started yet, but it's it's on the horizon. Yeah, in like a couple of days. Did you get yeah. that impression? I thought he was just saying his house smelled like Christmas. Yeah, I felt so too. No, yeah. no I was. Is there a I was, tree? Oh yeah, there's a tree. Is it decorated? There, there's tree. There's garland. We have the decorations. We haven't put them on all uh, on yet. See, that's the right play. You got to let your tree sort of yeah. settle into its place. Well, a Darren, little bit and feel. Not to call yeah. Darren out, but Darren knows about a tree settling because you infamously leave yours up for quite some time afterwards, right? Right, right. It usually makes it to the Super Bowl. Usually yeah. makes it to the Super Bowl, which is fine. And this is actually a myth. I come from a I come from a family of tree people. My brothers, my uncle run Wait, a nursery. That's the myth, or that or the myth is coming. No, the myth is coming. What does I'm it mean? A just, family of tree people? Uh, yeah, they run a nursery, Hefner's Nursery in Conover, oh, North Carolina. That's awesome. Family business. My grandfather started in the '30s. My uncle, my brother worked there now, and my brother's involved with North Carolina Tree Growers Association guys who grow Christmas trees. And it, one of the myths is that Fraser firs are practically impossible to set on fire. Mm. Like it takes a lot of kerosene. Everybody talks about, oh, you're going to set your house on fire with an old tree. It's really hard to set a Fraser fir on fire. So, hmm. you know, 
That's Not that I'm advocating. That's really good to know, though. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't trying to. Our, our archery may not actually be real. It's plastic. How could you come in here as Mr. Christmas? Right. Talking about you're already at the Christmas store with Christmas smells. No, those are and, real. Those and smells are very white real. mocha chocolate, you know, drinks. Right. And then you are over here advocating among Darren of the tree people yeah. for fake Christmas trees. I, I, I love real Christmas trees, but in this economy, with the supply chain of the forest, the forest supply chain is Sounds way Sounds like you're insulting up. Darren's family right I'm now. I'm not. I love trees. I, I Sometimes I think trees should stay in the forest, though. That's that's where they belong. I'm Stay not trying to pile. I thought Darren was going to get up out of I, his chair yeah. just now. I'm all about supporting small business, including I, many I'll, many I'll, farmers. I'll give, here I'll give in you the that. State, so. I'll give you that. Is this the first time that you've had a, a fake tree, or are you bringing this? You bringing this thing out every year? Um, be honest. I, I, I got to be careful the way I answer this. It's not technically my fake tree. Okay. And it's not the first time that someone else has brought it out for the fifth year. Sure, I uh-huh. gotcha. So I got gotcha. you. You know, someone that lives ah. in the house. Sure. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Gotcha. Th- thankfully, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so I think we're safe. It's probably best that way, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So yeah, no, I grew up with 25 years of real trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like this fake tree? It's nice. It really is. It's easy. Mm-hmm. As as someone that had to watch my dad have you know because we lived in a big Charleston house with you know really high ceilings. And Way to brag. I'm sorry. Yeah. Those those trees. I don't know what's wrong with me this morning. Those was... trees fell on him while he was trying to get, oh. get that thing in the in the thing. The getting it the, into the stand into is the it stand tough? with with the... all the 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 things you have to put on the branches and you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just running around like, oh, do it over here. Oh, it's leaning left. Oh my God, there mm. it goes. I can foot, to- 15 foot trees. Yeah, I can totally see you being the. All right, a little bit to the right. No, it's your dad's a like bit. will. Can you yeah. it? No. Please, this tree is about to fall on me. You yeah, are no help right. right now. Yeah, come and hold it. <laughs> you stand. Why don't you get over there? Yeah, you let it fall on you, will. Yeah. So the the, the putting of metal into like a plastic holder was, yeah. was nice and easy. I can that's I can do that part of of this. Maybe that's adulting. why Will is already in the Christmas spirit and is kind enough to bring us drinks maybe. because he just. He didn't have to mm-hmm. to fuss with the the real Christmas tree. But I I got all, we got all the smells. So the smells are important. You have to have the smells. What, which I mean, there's the obviously there's the pine scent. But like, what else are we? Which other ones are you like a gingerbread? Or oh you, uh, yeah, it's it's every different type of candle in different corners of the the living. You room. walk into your house, it right. smells like a Michaels. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah I'm into that. <laughs> I mean, we got it. From <laughs> yeah, right. We brought it in. <laughs> Might as well. Oh, this is a lovely way to start off this podcast. Let's just keep talking. Yeah, we could go for another. It's it's bye week. There is nothing, nothing going on. We could go for another twenty five minutes on this. I have thoughts, Um, but I do want to get to some of the the more recent news, Um, and I want to start with the the Christian McCaffrey news that um, he is out for the rest of the season with an ankle injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And and before we talk about what that means i just wanted to to point out um his instagram caption and i'm sure if you're a panthers fan listening to this podcast you have most likely seen it um if not i would uh, i would recommend going to read it i won't read the whole thing but just to paraphrase you know he is someone who is pretty um i, I guess you would, is private the right word darren yeah i um, think that's pretty safe to say and i was surprised by um by how much he really revealed and and was vulnerable with the caption. Well, it looks like you have it up if you want to read it. Do you want to read it? Yeah. Um, 
I love playing football and have dedicated my entire life to what I believe to be the greatest sport in the world. Getting healthy and back on the field this season has been my focus every day from the time I wake up until I go to bed. I put family, friends, and all other interests on hold so I can fully concentrate my efforts on treatment, training, practicing, studying, preparing, and playing the game I love at the highest level, which is why my season coming to an abrupt end today leaves me devastated. I'm thankful to everyone who continued to help and support me through the difficult time and promise I will fight with everything I have to return bigger, stronger, faster, and better than ever. Keep pounding. I just thought that was a very revealing um, look at what he's going through. And I think it's important to, as I said, before we talk about or before anyone talks about the the impacts, and and certainly if you're a fan of the team, that's something that's very important to you, the impact of not having one of the best players in the NFL for the rest of the season and and what it could mean for just going forward in general. Um, But I just, I thought, you know, the word devastated and that line where he says, essentially, like, I put so much on hold to pursue this dream. I've given up stuff with family and friends. And we all in sports have done that to a certain extent, but but none more so than than the players who play the game, the coaching staffs, the front office. Um, And and he is someone that eats, sleeps, and breathes Mm -hmm. football Mm -hmm. and his process and his commitment. Um, And I just, I thought it was very revealing and really sad. And I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that. Um, And it's it's certainly not just him. There are players who get injured in the NFL every day on practice squads, on, uh, you know, people whose name is not nearly as recognizable, but it's something that goes missing sometimes. Yeah. He is he is a man who chooses his words very carefully, uh, and he is not a revealer. He does not like talking about last year's injuries or previous, you know, injuries this season or anything like that. He doesn't like bringing it up in context. He keeps his, he always says, I, I'm focused on moving forward. I'm, you know, what's ahead of me, what's next kind of thing. And, and that's just the way he's always been. And it is, it is disappointing for him to see this happen because I can tell you from being around these guys, and Kristen's right, yeah, plenty of other people get hurt, and all these dudes have to work hard to even be in this locker room among the best of the best, but that guy puts so much into it. And I understand. I mean, listen, I've seen the mentions on online and stuff, yeah. and, I, and I see people disappointed because when it's somebody who's so central to the team, fans who invest a lot of emotion in the team – feel like something's been taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And I understand fans being extremely disappointed. Now, the fantasy football people who are saying things about it, I've got a different set of feelings for them. But, I mean, as disappointed as you are, as Kristen said, this is what this man does. He doesn't – he's not a, a big golfer. He doesn't th- think about hobbies and stuff during the season. Mm-hmm. He footballs. And football has now been taken away from him kind of cruelly again for the second year in a row. And it's just it's hard for him to process because he puts so much into it. And that's why when I saw that yesterday, I was like, I was not expecting that. No, I just figured Christian was going to go dark for a couple weeks. And then we might see something like that when he has a clear idea of rehab and recovery times and stuff like that. But, yeah, for that to come out yesterday was like. I um, remember I just got my start working on Mike and Mike uh, when it was still a show on ESPN. And Mike Golick used to always say something 
whenever he would talk about a, a player getting injured, and it always stuck with me. And I brought it up with Christian one time, and I've, I've done it with several players who are going through uh, the rehab process or coming back from an injury. But it always stuck with me as someone who, you know, I'm as close to the game as you can get, but of course I've never played it. And there's so much that um, I've learned and continue to learn about, about what these players go through. But he would always say, uh, there are a few things lonelier than rehabbing an injury on a professional team. Yeah. Because you are there every day, <laughs> you know, you are in the, it's like, it's kind of the, the, the definition of FOMO, right? Like you're there every day with your teammates, but you can't participate in the things that makes a team sport so enjoyable. You can't contribute to the wins. You can't really be there in the losses. You're in a separate area. You're doing this thing all by yourself in close proximity to everyone else. And, you know, uh, Christian, I had a, a conversation about that last year. And and he said, yeah, it is. It's it's an incredibly lonely thing. And again, it's something that a lot of players go through. And um, I, I don't know, that just always has stuck with me. And I was just really, like like you said, Darren, surprised. Um, and I thought it was really great that, that he put that out there mm-hmm. because I just think people forget sometimes that is devastated as as they all are, we all are, right? Um, mm-hmm. That that that's happened to a season, as you said. Think about how he feels, and mm-hmm. it was. I thought it was very brave to kind of put that out there a little mm-hmm. bit because he's not someone who does that. Admit and, that you're devastated. Yeah, I mean, and the the toughness that it takes to to go into you know yet another off season, you know, to to try to like, all right, I got to go through this again. But you know, maybe there is some of that. Um, you know, that sense of, like, I've been down this hole before and I know the way out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, m- maybe there is some hope of, like, I know what I need to do. I know that I can get back. You know, I I, I know that I know that there's still something there. Like, oh, I know yeah. I can do and, this. And you know, I think like, you'd yeah. see that in that caption as well. Right. I didn't mean right. to make it sound like he's, you know, it's nothing that he can't work his way back from. Sure. But, um, and so I'm sure that if anyone has, you know... <laughs> a plan that's laid out in minute detail it's him um but i just thought it was important to i think for all of those guys um when something like this happens i always think it's interesting to try to or important i should say to try Mm -hmm. to take a moment to kind of look at the human impact of it versus just immediately jumping to okay and i'm guilty of doing that okay Mm -hmm. what does this mean you know uh, amir abdullah chuba hubbard (laughs) right let's talk about it you know so well, and it is, and it's tough for fans of this particular franchise because this is this is about the third good time. I mean, again, a lot of guys get hurt from time to time, but in terms of persistent injuries, I mean, I, I thought back to Luke Keekley, I thought mm-hmm. back to Dan Morgan, and it's like these guys who burn so brightly, who are so passionate about what mm-hmm. they do. And the one thing that I don't think enough people factor in to professional football, whether it's in team building, results of games, or anything else – it's dumb luck. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, this isn't – I hate it when people say so-and-so's injury prone. Well, I don't think injury prone's really a thing. I mean, if a guy is fat and lazy and comes into camp out of shape and he pulls a hamstring, then you say, okay, well, that guy, okay, maybe he's injury prone. But when you see these athletes who put so much time into keeping themselves in top shape and – you know, in the case of Dan Morgan, the grass flies out from under his feet his rookie yeah. year yeah. Um, when they put down new sod or, you know, Luke Keekley going through the concussions. I mean, and those things are just freak occurrences. It's not like something it, – It's there's nothing negligent about them on, on these yeah. guys' part. And it's just bad luck. I mean, you know, Christian had a hamstring earlier this year. Sunday, somebody fell across the back of his leg. And, and you can't – 
some dolphin whose number I couldn't even really make out in the pile just kind of fell across the back of a guy's leg, and now he's out for the season. I mean, there's nothing, no amount of preparation, weight training, any kind of stretching he could have done to prevent what happened there. And there's nothing you can do to come back faster right. than your body yep. allows you to. You know, and I think that's such a good point, Darren, of like the dumb luck of it all has to be – so hard on the guys right. uh, guys like Christian, the ones you just mentioned, Luke Keekley, Dan Morgan, because there's nothing you could do about it. Nobody wants it more. No one's put more effort yep. into into their preparation and process and and being the best. So, look, do I think he's going to come back to the normal Christian uh, whenever he's healthy next season and and, and continue to, to be the Christian that we know? Absolutely. But I just thought it was... I just wanted to acknowledge the mm-hmm. the human side of it a little bit since he did. Um, before we kind of jump into to you know the the football of it all, <laughs> right? right? I mean, and and let's be real. I mean, this man had put up three straight hundred yard scrimmage game. I mean, mm-hmm. he had, he was producing. I mean, he was going to be a part of you know like okay, so at least you know if there's something going wrong here, there's something going wrong here. You know, Christian was still there, and it felt like you know Absolutely. there there is there is still something you can do because you've got Christian back there that can still. Um, you know, spark an offense, have a big play, you know, create openings. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, – I think every time that we see him leave and then come back, you just see how much he impacts a team and a game and, um, you know, a, a fan base, you know, of, of what it looks like down there. And I would say, you know, this is a, a very, very small silver lining, but I think with these guys who, if you're a Panthers fan, you remember them being kind of like the young – Mm-hmm. You know, the new guys, uh, like whether it's a Shaq or a Christian, who have developed into leaders. And it's something I've had conversations with, let's say, both of those guys and, and others about um, who have, have really taken that next step into leadership. And I think we use the term, like you said, well, like leave and come back. Well, like Christian's not leaving. I mean, he may take some time for himself. But last year and then earlier this year, um, when he was injured in that Thursday night game, like he's on mm-hmm. the sidelines. He's wearing his earpiece. He's coaching up mm-hmm. the young guys. And so you can hope, and I think we saw it last year, that it makes them as much as they're like, yeah, okay, got it. Okay, help on the sidelines. Like, okay, that's great, but I want to be out there and play. But I think it, it makes them, they use that time to be become smarter to become better mm-hmm. leaders to understand the game better to try to help others um they're not out of sight out of mind and i i think one of the cool things kind of back to what you were saying before i what makes things for the panthers and this franchise and for the fans feel continually connected generation over generation is kind of stuff like what we saw pregame of like christian throwing this football to julius mm-hmm. peppers and his family and it's kind of and like dan morgan's on the with, side and dan like, morgan's right the there you know i mean yeah. it's you know it's like all of that kind of together of like hey guys this is this you know as someone that grew up and was nine years old when the panthers were founded and you know you were in that you know very young age during 2003 and like seeing yeah. all of that kind of come together um it, it, it it's a cool passing of torches and it's a cool connecting piece to think that like it's not just new guys every year, and you know, and then they move on. Yeah, there's the common threads that connect yeah. uh, the certain eras together. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Darren the the Miami game. How you <laughs> how you rebound from there, and and what you are focused on on this bye week and the schedule ahead. If you are this coaching staff, this front office, these players. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the best thing is to not rebound from it at all, to just leave. I mean, there were a lot of guys after that game who had the look of people who needed a day off. 
as much as anything, and you hate to say it, but, I mean, and there's some guys Burns talked about, I, I'd rather play next week. I don't want to walk around mm. with this. But yeah, you don't want to go into the It's been a long time mm-hmm. since these guys have had a couple of days off in a row. I mean, you go back to – uh, after week three, the Thursday night game, they get kind of a long weekend. But, you know, then since training camp ended and there are a couple days before the regular season grind starts, these guys have been at it all day. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard to walk around with one like that as the last thing you experience because it was bad. I mean, it, it yeah. was pretty gross. It was the It was the New York game all over again where – the defense played okay at first. The offense couldn't move the ball at all. Some bad special team stuff, you know, bad field position, boom. All of a sudden you're down a big hole. Nothing goes right the rest of the day. I mean, it was, you know, frustrating, and it just kept gaining speed the further it went down the track. So uh, it's hard. You almost don't want to spend too much time on it. You do have to reflect on it. But, you know, Matt talked about yesterday – um, using a week to reflect on how you get to this point and what's got to be done. And it's kind of, you know, a lot of the issues that they have and a lot of the issues that, you know, football-wise you want to fix and change and do this and that and the other, really can't fix a lot of it until the offseason. I mean, because what's the biggest issue? Pass protection. Well, mm-hmm. there are no left tackles available the week after Thanksgiving. So, you got to kind of get through these next six games with what's on hand, you know, some combination of Daly and Christensen and those guys, and and fill in and and try to patch it up as best you can, knowing that that's going to be an offseason priority. Is you have to fix pass protection. We're going to talk a lot about quarterbacks for the next however many months. We're going to talk a lot. Trust me. But that's <laughs> how much, the, Darren? A lot. <laughs> that's almost in the in a world where <laughs> talking about quarterbacks every single day. Oh, Matt, cut um, that promo. But we're going to be talking about offensive linemen an yep. awful lot, too. That's the priority. That's the thing they've got to get fixed. And for a group that had played pretty well, I mean, as, as strange as any stat that the Carolina Panthers have put together in the second half of the season – the four games prior to Miami, they had only given up two sacks. Yeah, that's one of those. And I've they were had shifting to, around right, a lot. That's a lot of different because of injuries involved mm-hmm. in that yes. too. But that's one of those stats where when I write it down and I see it, I have to double check myself, and then I have to ask Will, "Is that right?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because it just doesn't. With the way the season's gone, it doesn't sound like it should be correct, but it was. They. You know, two sacks in four games. A couple of those included the big running days uh, against Atlanta, against Arizona, where yeah. it's like, dang, maybe there's some parts here that you can use in the future. And, you know, yeah, and I think it's worth noting, and it, it doesn't band aid over any of it, but you know that this Miami defense was the one that like completely flustered Lamar Jackson, yep. who's unflustered. You know, who's been able to do anything against anyone all season, but couldn't figure them out. Right. So I, I think there's a sense of okay. Sure, you know, the playoffs are now this kind of like far thing, you know, based on what's happening, but you come back against Atlanta and like, okay, where where do you put Brady? Cuz I want to see, you know, how do you evaluate Christensen moving forward? He's played left tackle, left guard, right tackle. 
you know, but you know, I want to see where did where did where can he be something for the well, future? Darren, Darren knows the line of when they drafted him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. He was a second round second round guard, third round tackle. Right. You know, but, but and yeah, you get to look at Michael Jordan. You know, you try to figure out where are all these guys going to be in your plans in the well, spring. Because I, I, th- I think that's a that's a great point, Will. Which is like so many times this this uh, season. How many different combinations of starting lineups have they had? It's eight, it's nine, out of eight, eight and twelve. Yeah, or eight and eleven. Yeah, out of necessity. Yeah, right. These right. guys are playing um, out of position or filling in, or guys that are not supposed to be starting are in there out of necessity. So, what does it look like if you go out and get more help in the off season, and then also you allow a guy like a Brady Christensen to play? Mm-hmm. Whatever you think his natural right. position is, right. or whatever you think he excelled in, and and give him that chance. And I, I talked to you know Cam Irving is a guy that has played every position on the offensive line, and, and um, back when he was healthy, I asked him about that one time. I said, well, "What's that like to um, have to switch around versus having consistency?" And and he said, "Yeah, everyone feels more comfortable when you." Can play like yeah we can we can play these different positions and and fill in at a place that's not our natural position we'll do anything that we can but gosh like being able to stay in the same spot for for a few games or have the same guy beside you is something that that they all want mm-hmm. yeah and we'll see I mean again I believe that going into the off season finding left tackles obviously going to be a priority but those things are hard to find yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to need to be picking in the top 10. And, you know, right now at the moment, that's getting closer. Um, but you've either got to be picking in the top 10 or be willing to spend a bunch of money in free agency to get one of those guys. I mean, and last season, if you weren't shopping for Trent Williams, you were just kind of patching the boat a little bit. And that's nothing against Cam Irving, but the grade of player available in free agency after Trent Williams was – you know, guys who you aren't sure these aren't anchors. These aren't franchise. And, and there were backups going like for draft picks no this question. last year. You no know, it's everyone so, wants offensive linemen. No one wants to part with them. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, and again, they do still have six games. Five games. Five games <laughs> to play. Six weeks, five games. Yeah, they're not the only ones that need a bye week. <laughs> um, too many numbers in my head right now. But. It's, you know, they're going to have to patch it together for a little bit. But I am curious to see if coming down the stretch, you end up with, you know, Michael Jordan picks up a little hamstring, was in and out of the game the other mm-hmm. day. Don't know if he's going to be able to go when they get back out there against Atlanta. So maybe all of a sudden Brady's at guard again. So, you know, we'll see. I think the kid's got a bright future. I think he's smart. He's aware. He's he's. Physically strong, uh, and when he spends an offseason in an NFL offseason program, he's going to get even stronger because this is his full-time job now. Mm-hmm. Well, Were you laughing at me calling him a kid? I no, thought he was I, coughing. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, I was. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Or were you laughing? I'm, I'm just thinking about, like, all the mock draft reports I'm going to have to start doing soon. It's about that time. Way to jump ahead, well, well, You know, and, I mean, and, and not to be Way to enjoy goal. your bye week. <laughs> But we're we're kind of like that misery hope matrix where you know there's a small, one starts going up the other goes down. There's a small chance of playoffs that people are still thinking about because I mean honestly, God, at five and seven, they're not that far out of the you know 
considering really not the NFL has been so weird this season and I mean to look at the NFC right now stranger things have absolutely happened um but you get caught in looking at the playoffs on this side versus starting to look at mock drafts on this side and you just kind of got to find yourself on that matrix where you are each day when you wake up Uh, I, I I don't usually know (laughs) <laughs> where, but, but yeah, I'm, where are you I'm on glad, the X and the Y axis? I'm glad axis. you can help me help you're, me find it. You're day to day. I'm day to day. I got you. You bring warm drinks. I, I can bring the hope, misery, and dope. Uh, well, I this has been this has been great. Thank you, Will, for the. For the festive drinks, Darren, thank you for the Hope Misery Index. (laughs) Hope everyone enjoys the bye week. Take some time to rest, Panthers fans. Uh, We'll see you next week. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.